Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. Uh, this week I sit down with Tillman Solly, who's uh, one of the design directors and partners of Mucho. Mucho is a design agency whose head office is in Barcelona. They've also got studios in San Francisco, Paris, Berlin, London, and New York. How you going, Tillman? Fine. Yeah. How are you, Tom? Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks for uh, taking the time <laughs> to sit down and have a chat. Happy to talk with you again. Yeah, it's been it's a long been time. It's been a while. It has. It yeah. has. So, um, yeah, can you tell me a bit about Mucho, uh, who, who you guys are and uh, what you do? Yeah, okay. We are more a community of graphic designers, I would say, more, more than another thing. So, we're just now five partners, um, friends, and we know each other from a long time ago. And we decided to work together. And that's basically the structure, well, how the structure is. It's it's more horizontal and not a pyramidal structure, and that makes everything different because we share everything, the ideas, money, etc., and contacts also, and help each other. So this is what makes, I think, Mucho a little bit special. Yeah, yeah I've never um, thought about it like that because, you, know, you know, during the time that I worked with you guys, I, you know, I, I, I really noticed that it was like a, everyone there was the directors and then everyone else was the same you know what i mean it's not like um as you said it wasn't a pyramid structure it was a flat structure i think it's a really uh really unique way you guys go about business yeah it's we we really believe in the sharing system so we are a sharing company so we share everything it's also about creativity with everybody who works with us we share everybody has an opinion and and can say it and and especially now when we begin a project i sit down with all the team and we sh just share ideas and from there from these ideas come out the project so everybody is important in Mucho. It's, it's just, there's not a structure that there's one boss who decides everything. That's not like that. The the only thing, the difference is that the older people perhaps have a little bit more experience, but everybody can do anything. Yeah. Yeah, I was really I was really impressed with the um, the way you guys worked and also the type of projects you ran and um, and also how you handled the clients. Like, um, has this been a work in progress, like getting the company to work the way it, it does, or is this um, like experience that all the partners have brought together from their previous jobs? Um, that, a lot of questions. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Okay, let's let's. I'll, simp I'll simplify it. Like with with the way the okay. way um, Mucho is structured and the um and like the style yeah. that you guys work is is that yeah. like um is that uh, a combination of all the previous experience from the partners from working at different roles? We love to say we don't have a style, so that we for every client we do something new, and we don't like to repeat ourselves. It's, there's always this discussion about the design companies if you want to have a style or not, because if you have a style, it's really easy that clients buy the same style. But on the other side, for us designers, perhaps it's boring to have a style because you repeat yourself constantly. So we like to think um, we don't have a style. Obviously, there are people who say from outside, you have a style. And so it's really difficult to say this part of you have or don't have a style. But we try to not repeat and try to do an other, and every, every project something new. So this is one thing. Obviously, the background, uh, four of the five partners have, uh, have worked in Pentagram, and they know from that time each other. So there's something about philosophy also and, and how to keep things clean or neat that that obviously is there 
but there has to be first uh, an idea and after that uh, we try to express that idea in many different types of ways yeah <laughs> you, I don't know if I answered anything no no or, no you did, you did you did and like you, you you seem to be like a company who, who like prides itself on working on like um, beautifully crafted projects like um, like have you positioned yourself like that in the marketplace? Like just to say, look, we're, if you want to if you want to work with Mucho, you have to, it's you, we're not going to just churn out the usual stuff. You know, it's going to be a unique project, and and we're going to really um, put our design into this. You know. Yeah, I think it's really important that we set the standard of design, not the client. Mm. It has to be good for us because there's always this part of with clients that you the clients always want to fit in or fits in what the others do and and we always want to push them a little bit further and just we want that kind of stand out and this is not an easy thing to do because you have to push them to that level so it's about um, so for us the project is good when we think it's good enough not at the client so our level normally is higher than what the client expects so this is also good because a lot of clients so after if you achieve that, which is not easy, um, the most of our clients come from recommendation of other clients. So it's it's the way how we do it. It's it's we set the standard. It has to be really good. If not, we are not happy about it. Yeah. And so if a, if one client was trying to do um, get you just to rehash what was what else was happening in the marketplace, would you um, like what would you do in that situation? You know, we, we are changing this from the beginning now because we do workshops now with the client at the beginning and it's that they have to understand this part and be involved in this part. If they are part of the process and understand it, then you will not have problems when you come to the visualization of the idea. If they understand, because clients don't know about design, that's, that's why they came to you. Um, they know about ideas, so if they buy the ideas, they will also buy the design. So it's the other way around. So you have to work with them and the idea base yeah. and involve them in the project. And then it's really easy to get them to that point. They understand it. Yeah, yeah. I've, um, I've worked with you in these workshops, and it was, I was really impressed. Like I've worked in a lot of a lot of different agencies, and I've never seen anyone uh, like workshop with a client <laughs> like that. It's like um, yeah. you, you're guiding them through the design process but exactly. they, 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 they're making every decision you know you're mm -hmm. showing them examples and, and, and then but they're the ones saying yes we like this and we like that and then um, yeah it was really interesting because you know the client walks away feeling that they're the one that's you know uh, exactly. had a big role in the design whereas what you've done is just shown them options that you would consider it's um, yeah, it's really exactly. really impressive way of doing it yeah and there's another thing is there's always this problem, the client has uh, has some values in words, which he thinks is really important, but he don't know how to translate them into images, because images are a completely different language. It's visual language, but it's like any other language, it has its own rules and its own way to work. So you have to learn or show them to translate from words into images, and this translation is not that easy. And a simple example is, um, there's always something that clients want, just like um, I want it to look modern, no? 
what means modern nowadays? No, modern for my mother is not the same as for me, and it's not the same as for my kids. So, which modern are we talking about? So you have to set this really clear, and this the clearest way to show that is with images, because there everybody understands it. Yeah. You have to think. We think in images, but we speak in words, and this is a really weird thing. Uh, the other day I was talking with a really smart guy, and he told me, you know, we dream in images. We don't dream in words. So this translation, everybody wants words, uh, talk with words, but we think in images. So a briefing is always words, but we have to translate it in images. So this is a big part of our process in the workshop. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've, wor- I've worked in uh, design departments in about forty different companies, and like they've been in like Melbourne, London, Barcelona. And I must admit, like Mucho was the best company I've worked for, like um, like hands down. And um, like it was a, just a real passion for all things design and the way you guys go about um, you know running your business and working with the clients. So just you know, it was just really inspiring. And um, you know, it's just the, the fact that. Uh, every project as well you start with like a blank canvas and you get to sort of build a project and then sell that into the clients um like you just don't really see that in uh, in many agencies at all it's like they usually try and take what's existing and also look at what else is happening in the market and then try to sort of come up with something that works within the market but it's um but it's different it's its own whereas you guys would really go no we're we're gonna really think outside the box and do something that no one else is doing um like, is this something you, you really consider when you're looking for, for projects, when a, a company comes to you and says, oh, we want to do this? Like, you're really, you, you're really strict with, um, with saying, all right, if we're going to do it, it's going to be different. Just so. yesterday, I was explaining this part to a client, and it's what I was saying before. Um, clients want to, uh, or in general, people want to fit in society. They want to be a part of it. They want to dress like it. They want to talk like it. They want the car that everybody has. This is a normal thing of humanity. Everyone wants to fit in. But if you are a brand and you want to be recognizable, you don't have to do that. You don't have to fit in. You have to stand out. And this is all what is about it. Is you have to stand out and kind has to understand it. Of course, it's hard at the beginning that, oh, I don't want to stand out. I'm not used to it. I want to fit in. But if you are a brand and you want to be a leader, then you have to stand out. If you are not a leader, it's okay, but then they go to another company for the graphic design. It's not a problem, but we are not your, your people for that. We are the experts, or we love to do that part, and we are good in that part. So what happens at the end is that normally what happens is that clients arrive to, people, uh, to our company who want this also to do this change, or to do, go this further or this step further. So, so that's what, what we are pushing for, and that's what we are proud of on the other way, and, and what we enjoy, because there is something always in a project when you do something new. It's, a, it's more a feeling no, you have. And this is perhaps compa- uh, really difficult to understand for marketing people. But for a designer or an artist like you, you feel when you do something new. And this feeling is something that you will chase constantly when you have noticed it once, to do again and again and again. This is what makes you special, this feeling. So this is what we chase at the end. And this is also what makes Mucho different. It's all the partners are graphic designers. So we know what we want. 
it's not money. It's not about only money. Of course, it has to be money because we have to pay the workers, we have to pay a life. But it's not the most important thing. The most important thing is to do great, great work and have fun with it. Yes, yeah. that's it. Definitely. Um, have you ever had uh, have had companies like come in and go, all right, we're going to do it all different? But then as you're getting through the design, they they get cold feet and start going, oh, this is a bit too too different for us, and we're scared. We're scared we're going to lose course, our money. Of course, of course. Like, of course, we had these things, and what we do normally is then finish as soon as we can, give them the thing. And what we cannot do is say, "Okay, you don't understand, let's go away." We are professional people, so we have to finish the project. But we say it really clearly, "This is not what we expected, and we'll finish the job." And that's last time we worked together. Yeah, it's as easy as that. It's not even that you get angry or something. It's okay. We haven't understand each other, or we are not the same, and that's okay also. Yeah. But don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's you know, it's firm but fair, isn't it? It's, yeah. yeah, it's it's about to being honest. No? Yeah, honesty is really important in our in our job. No, so yeah. it's not a problem if you are honest. No? no, the problem is if you try to hide it or you try to make things uh, behind the kind or things like that, or you're getting angry. That's that's really bad. But if you are honest and say okay. We don't think the same. It's, that's not a problem. We'll finish the job as you like, but, you know, as quick as we can, and, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. And then another project will come, which will be better. Huh? Exactly. It won't make it onto the website or anything like that. You just move exactly. on. Exactly. It's you our decision. Perhaps we don't put it on a website because we don't like it or it don't have the standard we really love it or so yeah. want or expect. So it's our decision to put it on a web page or not. So that's, it's not a big deal. The problem is if you only have clients like that, then you have a problem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I worked, in a, um, I worked in a place before I, uh, I started at Mucho, and um, I, only, I only lasted two days, and I left. It was, it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, did, yeah, I didn't like it much. And, they, um, and everyone left work, and they, I didn't realise, and I was working in an area on my own, and they locked me in the building. And, and like no, and everyone finished early, and I didn't even realise they all finished at two o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday, Sorry. and I was locked in the building. <laughs> yeah. How did you get out? Oh, there was um, there was a cleaner, and they let me out. But I was I was yeah, it was just a bit a bit weird. I had a um, I had a really interesting time when I first arrived in um, in Barcelona, trying to find work because um, yeah. in places like you know Melbourne and London, I've always um, gone through uh, you know um, recruitment agents. And they just find yeah. your freelance work. And I thought, oh, it's easy. I've got a decent folio. I'll go, go over to Barcelona, contact the agencies, and then they'll just give me freelance roles. And I arrived, and there were no agencies in Barcelona. And I'm like, oh, oh shit, what am I going to do? And then I just tried Basically, to live on. There are no, no freelance in Barcelona. No, not at all. Not at all. The work no. culture is completely That's different. Like it's like people yeah. hold on to their jobs, you know. Exactly. And, um, yeah, so I, th I thought, oh, well, um, I'll door knock around some agencies and uh, and take my folio on an iPad and um, try and get some work and speak my really bad Spanish and, and all that and that's and that's how I met you. <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, I was really happy with you. Yeah, well, but then but then you said, look, I'm sorry, we, come back. Yeah, we we don't have any work. I'm sorry, we don't have any work. But you put me onto some other agencies and said, look, tell yeah. them I tell them I sent you and all this type of stuff. And, uh, yeah, that's how it works here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I went around. I went went to all of them, and, and so many. Like I'd look up online and say, uh, 
to be like um, meet the team part on their website and say, oh, the creative director and have you know someone's name and I'd go knock on the door and say, oh, I'm here to see so and so. They'll say, oh, do you have a um, do you have an appointment? And it's like no, but I'd um, they'd end up meeting me anyway and said, oh, gee, I just wanted, I was interested to see who you are because no one in Barcelona looks for a job like this. No one has no. the uh, the guts to uh, door knock and it's like, oh, I just you know I need some work, you know, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it got to a point where I just I, I worked at this other place and they offered me a, a, a role as um, the art director there and I was just like, I can't work here. I just had to leave. And um, it's one of the main reasons is because their clients, like they just had really corporate clients and just work yeah. that I didn't want to be doing. And then the hours were really long as well and I thought I'm here, to, I'm in Barcelona to live, not, not to work. I want to survive but I don't want to be like working till nine o'clock every night. And then um, I remember I got I ran out of money, and I was um, I, I was just thinking, shit, what am I going to do? And I, I woke up one night, and the first time this has ever happened to me in my life, I had like woke up with a panic attack, and said, shit, I'm going to have to I'm, we're going to have to go back to Australia. I hadn't been back to Australia for years, and I was like, that's the end of the, the holiday. I got no money, I'm broke, and, and all this. And I woke my wife up and just said, look, the holiday's over. We're we're done. And she's like, calm down, calm down. And we went down to the, uh, the beach in Barcelona, in Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah. And I um, and went for a walk, watched the sunrise, and I jumped in, the, um, jumped in the ocean and went for a swim and then came out and I was, like, feeling much better. And I came, yeah. went back home and then there was an email from you. And it said... <laughs> That's it said, an amazing story. Yeah. And it said... Uh, I and, yeah, it said, oh, Tom, we are, we're, we're going for a pitch and we really need your help. Are you uh, still available to work? And I was like, yes. <laughs> this was at, like, first <laughs> thing in the it. morning. Yeah, and I was like, that day I was going to book a plane ticket home back to Australia. But, um, and your email came through and it was just like, this is it. And then you said, look, we just want to go for the pitch and if we win the pitch, we'll keep you on. And, um, yeah. It yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> yeah, it changed my whole year, you know. It was... Um, yeah. Yeah, I had one foot at the airport. I was, uh, and um, Claire, my wife, always says, you know, uh, calls you a, an angel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, she goes, for, me, for me, your help was, was amazing. We needed something, somebody like you. It's yeah. like sometimes in life, the paths really go together, huh? Yeah, yeah. It was, um, I needed somebody like you. It was perfect for me. I was so happy to have you on the team. Oh, That's amazing. You. Thank you. Yeah, I, I was um, really sad when you said that we are going back to our I said, Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> it's so nice to work with you. Oh, thank you. But let's see. Perhaps you make a mucho in Australia someday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows what the future has in store? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, um, I, like when I started working with you guys, I was really um getting into the uh the Spanish culture, and I really liked the um like the work ethic that and that's the way people work. Um, yeah. like during the day, you know, people stop and get a bocadillo, and you know, and then there's a long siesta break and everything. It was just, um, it was quite nice to sort of settle into. And it's I remember, a little bit more relaxed, no? yeah, yeah. I remember my first my first day there, and um, and I was in the lunchroom, and um, Galan um, pulled out a little uh, a little bottle of um, red wine and just poured like a little bit in just to have the taste with his lunch. And I thought that was really funny, you know, because it's um, there's a big Mediterranean culture here in Australia, and um, yeah. and you know, like there was a lot of habits I was seeing in the kitchen, but it's uh, the only ha you only see those habits on really old men in Australia, 
Like yeah. um, Carlos had his like <laughs> fancy little bag with his like his really special salt and his um his balsamic vinegar and his oil and stuff. And this is all like you know twenty yeah. four year old guys who you know in Australia, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Australia you just don't see that you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really important still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I hope it's it it still will be for many years. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, yeah definitely. Because it's, it's because the, the generations are changing over here in Australia. It's a big Mediterranean uh, culture in Australia, but, um, you know, but the generations have changed over and um, it's like it's our old people that hold on to those traditions. And, you, and when I was in Barcelona, I really got to see them um, firsthand with, you know, all yeah. generations getting into it. But, exactly. um, but yeah, but I really liked um, going to meetings with you as well and we'd go on the, uh, the moped. And we'd, um, yeah. you know, you'd ha- you'd say, "Oh, we got to go see the client," and you'd just hand me a helmet, and I'd jump on the back of the bike with you, and yeah. <laughs> head off. That's that's very uh, different to, you know, how we're doing. I can Australia. imagine. Yeah, yeah, okay. like, yeah, yeah, and um, and I think it's also weird because now we are really good friends with the uh, with the uh, with the people of Codorniu. We hang out and I had a supper with, with one of them, with Guillem the other day. So if you are really honest, clients at the end really be, you have a relationship with them. No? Yeah. Because they see, okay, you're not bullsh- bullshitting. And design, I think, is a lot of bullshitting also sometimes. No? Yeah. You are... You are if you are honest, at the end, uh, he's now changed the work. He's now working for uh, Football Club Barcelona. And the other day, he was asking me, hey, do you know some motion graphics? And I, I'm helping him on that. No? So hmm. it's really, it's a real relationship and uh, friendship, no? and having a beer and, or just going for supper. Yeah. So I think one of the things that we, I think we do well here is that, that you are really honest, that you are open, that you hear each other. This leads you to just to relationships that will get you more work in the future because you are being honest with these people. Exactly, and if also if you stand up, um, if you could, your design stands up, and there's no, um, you know, you're not trying to just sort of push a pretty picture through to the client. Exactly, you can actually justify everything. It's um, yeah. it means it, like they can see through the bullshit, as you said, and um, you know, it's a way that you can really. Um, you know, you know, you can build a relationship because no one's trying to hide anything. Yeah, you have to have really clear that if you have an idea, every decision you take, it has to do with the idea, not with a personal thing that I like this car and I like now this type. Mm. It has to fit into the idea. And then if you are honest with that, also the client will understand it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So getting back to um, like your, your personal design career, like... Like, what got you into graphic design? Ooh, that was a long time ago. <laughs> no, I really always liked... Uh, I was good in arts, like I suppose every designer. Uh, like to paint, um, like art. And what I, I really went into design because I really... It was the opposite as normal, but this is, I think, a good trick. I really knew what I don't want to do. I really don't want to do a job that was every time the same thing, like in a bank. Uh, all my friends are in, uh, in, uh, engineers or mathematics or, or really these normal things that, that people do after school. So I was just like, I cannot do a job that every day, every day is the same. So 
my father knew an uh, industrial designer. Well, he was not a graphic designer. He was an industrial designer. He said, okay. And I really liked design at that moment, or architecture. Like, these were my points where just like doing things, building things. So I went to his, his, his office and saw how they worked. It was a small office of five people working on design with, you can see them drawing, discussing the ideas. And I thought, okay, this is an environment I really like. Here I can imagine working every day. So it was more about seeing the environment and seeing people doing things with their hands and, and talking to each other and having ideas and discussions about our creativity. I said, okay. Um, I could have ended up as product designer or industrial designer or, or interior designer or graphic designer or even architect that we're thinking about. Uh, at the end, it was graphic designer because somebody said to me, I think it's easier graphic design and there are a lot of opportunities. And I said, okay, graphic design. I like it. I also liked a lot of graffitis in that time. And I remember I was really one of, or the best one in school drawing the tables, which was obviously uh, not allowed. But I was really good at it. So people always wanted to sit in the same place where I have been drawing. Uh, and this was something that just makes you feel special. I said, okay, and this I'm, I'm really good at this. I'm really good at drawing tables. I said, okay, I have to do something with that. So, and yeah, you have to be aware of what you're good and what you enjoy. Go for that, and then everything will solve itself. No, it's it's about having it clear. No? Yeah. So that's why I'm graphic designer, basically. <laughs> yeah. It's it's funny you say that about all the drawing because I remember when we were um, waiting for a meeting one day and you were you were drawing in a book and I said oh, I didn't know you could draw and you said oh, you know all designers could draw before they sat down in behind a computer exactly yeah that's it <laughs> I have to go back <laughs> yeah and draw Pablo's drawing and the other day he was drawing and he's drawing he's amazing drawing yeah yeah perhaps we sometimes forget it and we have to keep it up yeah yeah. Did you um? Did you find it hard to get your first jobs in design, like fresh out of uni, or did you no. go to uni or anything like that? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to university and basically I did a project with a with a, a teacher, and I always get really involved in something when I really like something. I get really involved in it, and and he saw me work and I said, okay, I want work with you and he was actually industrial designer we were doing a stand or something for a for a ferry or something uh, for a, I don't know how to call it well, and I did a stand with with the team and was working every day until really late but I really enjoyed it and and trying to do everything I said okay I was still in the last year I had still a half year to go and he so I, he said, okay, you have to come to work with me. So in the evenings after university, I went there and did my stuff. And after two months, he said, okay, you're a graphic designer. We are here industrial designer. It doesn't make any sense. Um, so I have a friend who is a graphic designer. He needs somebody. So I went to that friend. And so I was working before ending the university. So I get really quickly into working. So I think I was 21 or 22. I was already working. But I always have enjoyed working, so that's fine. Yeah. I, for me, it's really important to see that, that the projects happen, no? That it 
that it get real. Huh? If it don't get real, there's something missing for me. So since the beginning, this was something that in the university that I didn't really like. Just like, okay, I'm doing things. Okay, it's okay. I'm learning, but I want that things happen. Really, you know? Yeah. I can see them. I can touch them. So this is a thing I discovered when I began working that you have this piece you know, at the end of, and this makes you really happy. And, and other, sometimes problems went wrong and you don't have this piece and then there's something missing. Yeah. So one of the, uh, like the things I've noticed with Mucho is that all the, all the directors worked in, um, like work in universities as well, like the local unis. Like you, you guys nurture a lot of talent and, um, you know, you teach yeah. as well, and then you get a lot of uh, students in to sort of get their their first placements in Mucho. Like, ha how important is it to to nurture the next generation? Uh, there are two things. We, when we started in university, we had really amazing teachers, um, and we have learned from them. And if you can say we are good, we are good thanks them. So. There is something of giving back if you are a teacher. Obviously, they don't pay what what you can earn here in the studio, the money. But it's something of um, culture no? that you have to give back something. And so that's why all the partners of Mucho are also teachers. And we think that's really important to give something back to the graphic design community as teachers. And on the on the, on the other side, obviously. I learn when I'm teaching also because there are lots of students and they give you different kinds of ideas or discussions you have with them and they are 20, younger, uh, 20 years younger than me and it's interesting to, to talk with them and have discussions with them about design. It's really interesting. And if you don't agree, the better, so, because then there's something happening. You know? um, and on the other side, we see some, some students that we really like, not only because of their design, basically, it's much more important to see how somebody in the university, or you can see the people that this guy can grow a lot. And you can see that. You know? Sometimes they are the most creative people are not really understood by the university or by other teachers. No? Because especially when they are really creative, there is something that normally lots of teachers are teachers because they are not really good graphic designers. <laughs> so. There is something that's sometimes a problem that they're good students, but they are not reaching the level, or the teachers don't push them too far enough. And you can see that sometimes. And I say, okay, this guy, I know, he can go much further than, than this school gets, and then you hire him. And on the other side, it's also really important that you understand each other really good. Because at the end, you will be a lot of hours together in the studio, and we like it good environment in the studio. It's a healthy environment that we And I think this is something also that you feel when you get into Mucho, no? that everybody has a good relationship with each other and they are happy. You don't only don't want also the, the star designers because also universities like to have the star designers always. And I think this is a really bad thing for them. It gives them a lot of pressure. And, and this sort of guys we normally don't like, like more normal people. We are also normal people, so mm. just like we need some pe also people that know to work in, in a team because there are a lot of people who don't like to work in a team. And we work on a team constantly. We share everything, so we need 
team people. So we see that in class, obviously, that some people have this, and this is the people we hire. Yeah, because I noticed when I was um, working with you guys, like I'd be sitting next to um, people and find out that you know a few weeks after working working with them that they're actually students on placement from from uni. And I thought yeah. it was really weird because you know the the um, jobs they were working on and the you know the level of creativity creative input they had was it was equal to everyone else. It was yeah yeah it was like really good to see. And then I found out that you guys were all teaching at uni as well. I thought, gee, hats off, you know. Yeah. Like because as you said, sometimes the um, the teachers you get are out of work designers, you know. Whereas exactly. you guys are, you know, cutting edge designers and and uh, you know doing really good work, but also you know teaching teaching the next generation. Who was um, yeah, I was really uh, really blown away by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and it's changing here because now universities have to have the European standards, so. The universities want to have now teachers that only teach. And it's a really weird thing. So the level of the universities is going down now, right mm. here. They have a more intellectual part, perhaps, but and the craft, craftship or ideaship, or it's getting down. So we are a little bit worried about that also here now. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I, I noticed with, um, with the directors that you guys always are you know, you're very deep within the de design community as well. Like you, um, mm. you'd always uh, take part in events and even organise events that were happening in um, in uh, Barcelona as well. And yeah. like, you know, whenever designers were coming into town, you'd always you know, meet up with them. And like, you know, you were very part of the community, like globally as well. Is that yeah. a, uh, an important thing for you guys, or is that just going about your your day? Well, we we like it because. We found out that graphic designers around the world are really normal people. They don't have this ego thing. So it's really easy to get along with every designer all around the world. You only have to be open and open your house and then everybody will get in. So it's, it's more about, about that. And we really, and it's uh, some people who don't like to say, oh, I really love your work, but then we find that stupid. No, it's, I'm really proud of what you did or really, really envy what you did and I don't have to hide it, no? It's, it's like normal. I really, how did you do that, no? It's, it's about curiosity, which is also an important thing. So, of course, we like to hang around with, with other designers, know them, uh, talk about design or have a beer or talk not about design or talk about football. It doesn't care, but just know each other. And then you find out basically all the designers around the world are almost the same. Yeah, no? and that's that's good to know. Yeah, and we are normal people. We are we don't have these egos. No? I think this is really important to know. Yeah, yeah. I noticed the um, like the the even the younger staff members also took took part in uh, like design projects. Like I remember uh, like like Gilliam and uh, Carlos were working on the thirty six days of type like during their siesta breaks and. And then they, you know, yeah. they even started that uh, that Instagram account as well. It was all um, like fictional logos from um, film and TV, just things like that, yeah. like real, like like passion design projects. Just you know, exactly during their breaks and in their free time, and still still working on design and trying to get their name yeah. out there as well. You know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But I think it's really important to just have the things going around the studio. It's an environment about design or doing things or, or just trying things out. You know? It's really great. 
Yeah, because I've noticed as well you got you're working on that um that new uh that new blog Y dot Design. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, is that is does is that born through Mucho? Yeah. This is um we. I don't know if you know that, but every six, eight months, all the partners meet each other, and then we talk about lots of things. Um, and we invite uh, sometimes also philosophers. And this came out with a philosopher talking about design and what it is and what's this important part of design. And we found out that all the blogs normally talk about the finishing of design, or what we call design porn, just like we want to see new images done. Uh, it's like a little bit seeing pornography, okay? You see everything new, then you've seen it, but you need to see it new ones. But there's any depth, or it's like the difference between pornography and uh, erotism, no? Erotism is much more interesting because there is something behind, there is an idea behind, no? With graphic design, it's happening for us a little bit the same. Um, nobody's explaining the ideas behind the project. Where is the idea? What makes it different? Where, where is the thinking behind that? So Rob decided after having this discussion that we, we ended the discussion thinking, okay, we have to push more the ideas. Nobody's talking about the ideas. What's happening with that? So Rob decided to open the blog um, to talk about or show the best ideas. Because the ideas normally came out when you ask yourself why you're doing things. No? It's more the emotional part or, 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 or the really why, why you are waking up every morning for doing something. No? This is the response of the why. Why, why in my life I'm doing that or, or this. No? So, and we also thought this is something not only about us, it's about all the designers we like. So we invited a lot of designers and everybody can write freely whatever he wants. No? Now we're taking this to a next level, which is the White Talks. We just began one year ago, and we did one in Sydney, uh, one in San Francisco. Now we have done three here in Barcelona. And we are doing a special format for this, and we are building it up. And basically what we do is inviting people on different themes and ask them questions. Also the people who are getting to this event. We designed an app for that. And the people during the event or before the event can ask directly the, the people who are talking questions. It's 50% questions and 50% the talk. So it's really quick. It's about 15, 20 minutes. Uh, but it's really interesting because it's all about the why, why you do things. Not, not so much the results. You know, why are you doing what you're doing? So, and the response is quite well. And we're trying to make this also bigger. So yeah. Cool. It's not only graphic design. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's also about thinking and a lot of different kinds of stuff. Yeah, I was like, I, I love looking at it, and it's always, um, you know, it's always cutting edge and thinking outside the box. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really like I, I love love scrolling through it. And uh, yeah. I was I was working at a, a couple of design agencies here in Melbourne now, and I've seen people um, looking at it for you know on their lunch breaks and stuff like that. Yeah, great. So, <laughs> Going, it's, it's I know where this comes from. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell them that that was started by you guys, and they'll be like, "Oh, wow, you worked at Mucho." It's like, yeah, you guys are, yeah, yeah. you guys are well known. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. In Sydney, I think we are quite well known. Not in yeah. other parts, but in Sydney and in Australia, we are we're well known. Yeah, there was a um, one of the projects on there was from a shop down the road from my house the other day. Really? Yeah, there was a rebrand wow. on um. On a um, 
it's a place that sells all, all kitchenware for restaurants and it's called Chef's Hut. Okay. But they did a rebrand. Oh, yeah, I saw it. Yeah. I don't yeah. know it was there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's just down the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was looking through the uh, the Mucho website and uh, I've noticed you've done a bit of a revamp and um, I saw that, uh, that showreel of all the logos that you guys have done. Yeah. And man, you've done so many like really, really nice logos. Like um, uh, sorry, go. Yeah, we we, we also did a book. I don't know if you see that. From we just selected the hundred logo, hundred of the like most in the book. Okay. You know, a few months ago, and we'll sell it. I think next month or so. We'll set up a shop also in the on the website. So we'll sell it because we love logos. <laughs> you do. I know. I know. Is that like that's what I was going to ask? Is that a um? Is branding a big part of Mucho or? Is it just part of the design, you know? Because you work, you, you know, you guys work in like publication and and like branding, you know, digital design, like animation, illustration, everything. You know, is, is yeah. branding a really big part of, of Mucho? Yeah, it's the biggest part. And also there's a thing about symbols. Symbols, to do a symbol is not easy. It's super difficult. And if you look at the great designers in the 60s and 70s, everything was about the symbol. Oh, the symbol was the differential part. No? And, and basically, there was not a graphical language. There was a huge symbol, and that, that was it. And that is what makes that at that time, the symbol was taken really seriously. And also, if you look at design books of symbols, you will see a lot of them in the 60s and 70s were absolutely great. And if you look at it now, there are quite a few ones who are okay. So we are still believe really in, in symbols because it's it's what we what we talked before, no? It's how you translate a word into an image, no? And that's what graphic designers do. So we don't have to forget about that. And I know it's not easy and it you have to invest a lot of time. But I think it's the value of it is is, is amazing. No? And, and we like to do it. It's just always like a new challenge to do a symbol for a, for a brand. And we really try it hard, and, and we're really a little bit obsessed, I think, with that. But, but and it's funny, just some months ago, some a Japanese brand came, came over, and they were selecting, they needed a symbol, basically, and they selected from all the world three agencies who they thought were the best. They told us, no, we put a team of Japanese people looking for the best um, uh, design companies in the world for doing symbols, and they selected us, and we were just like, wow. We are really happy to hear that. No? At the end, we, we didn't get the project. We were selected, we won the pitch, but at the end, we, money-wise, we didn't agree. Uh, we didn't do the project, but we are really proud that they selected us. From Japan coming to Barcelona just for one symbol is that's an amazing story for me yeah yeah so yeah we are really into symbols and we did the, the motion graphic I think there are 56 symbols and that motion but we took all the symbols we have done which we liked and we had over 200 so yeah, yeah a lot yeah because when um, when I was working there I noticed a there was a lot of um, there was a lot of time to craft an idea, like in yeah. other studios, it's been like go go go, you know, like I want I want something by the end of the end of today, whereas you guys were yeah. like if it's not right, 
it's not right. We'll come in tomorrow and we'll work on it again until we get it right. Exactly. And, um, and it really shows in your work. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be right. Not, yeah. As I said before, we set the standard, not the client. Yeah. It has to be good for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good way to be. It's, um, you know, standing, standing firm. But, exactly. Uh, yeah. But with the, with the revamp of, uh, of your website, I saw that you, uh, you had your uh, Movista Plus project on there. That was, um, yeah. you know, as we were saying before the, the recording, that um, you, know, I was, I was, you were working on that when I was leaving. And um, you were going yeah. for the pitch and you were really nervous because you were up against um, a lot of big global agencies and you, know, you guys are a small agency. And um, exactly. yeah, but you won it. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, we really, at the beginning, have doubts because obviously sometimes the big companies want big companies to work with. Um, we know that creatively would be fine. Um, and basically, at the end, we want it because of our thinking. And we convinced them that, okay, we have a, enough big team to, to work with them. And it was not an easy team because when two companies merged, also we have two companies on the other side. But I have to say it worked really well in the process. And we, the motion graphics, because we are not so experts in motion graphics, we did it with another company, which is Komodo Screen, and also with them. The work was amazing. To work together with them was great. We learned a lot with them, and, and the other way around, they learned a lot with us. Um, and I think we, we won it really because of the thinking and bringing new ideas on the table. Because that's what companies understand. And we're happy about that. Because this is something also we are getting better and better. Yeah. It was yeah. good to see the, um, the, final, uh, the final product of that, um, of that yeah, project. There was some of the original ideas from the pitch that were still in there, which was really nice to see. Yeah. But, yeah, um, exactly. but can you tell me a bit more about that project? Because I don't even know a lot about that project because I wasn't working Basi on it. Yeah, basically it's the biggest pay-per-view pay TV, TV in, in Spain. But they, as the Movistar is a, a global brand. Um, they want they merged with Canal Plus, which is the, the other pay TV we had here in Spain, which was a, a smaller one, but has all the... And so they, uh, they always had a really good design. So Movistar get in because they are a digital brand, but didn't, they didn't have TV before. So basically what they it was a merger because one has the know-how, which was Canal Plus, and the other one has the muscle to do it, which was Movistar Plus and the infrastructure. Um, but their philosophies were completely different. And if you look at the Movistar logo um, two years ago, it has like a 3D shape and something like that. And we decided to took that all away. And what also is fun to see about that is now they changed the global brand. After we, we changed Movistar Plus, they changed the global brand also and also went to flat and more graphic part. So we are happy that we pushed for that change. No? Uh, obviously, we, we didn't do it because it's a global company. We don't entirely countries as a but we are happy to see okay we pushed that and we changed their mindset and now all the brand has changed um and yeah um basically it was one of the big brands to do and and also working with all the motion graphics and having 
because there are a lot of pieces and a lot of um, ideas you have to put in that it gets not boring after one or two years if you see the TV. So it's a lot of things we, we, we worked and thought about it and we put it in. And, and I think the result is good. And the next step that they will do is to start going global. So especially in the countries they are, so in South America and also Mexico, I think they are. And so we, have, we will have this to be all around the world. And now we're doing also the, uh, of course, you know, everybody's doing now watching series. And so there's, it's about content. So we also did the brand for the content. So we are now doing a lot of content and, and new series. And I think they were doing quite well. So this is the way they, they the only way they can survive. No? Yeah. And also, obviously, they have the Spanish Liga, which is also important. Everybody wants to watch. So, but this makes a difference for them. They want to be one of the big platforms in the future. And I think they're doing well. Yeah. Cause it, so you design like all the, just all the elements that make up a TV station, like a network. Yeah. And so like all, and all the ads and, you know, coming up soon yeah. and just absolutely yeah. everything for it. Everything, yeah. yeah. Also, the uh, if you the emoticons, so all the language about symbols that engage you with uh, with the clients, which are really funny and you can take out from TV and put them everywhere. So it makes it a little bit more funny or more more um, just like fun because TV is about fun and their position is also about that. And they were really structured before, really boring. So we need them to be a little bit more relaxed and fun because when you watch TV, you have to be, you want to have entertainment, no? Yeah. And this was not getting, getting through that, no? It's like, you can feel that big company, you know? It's just like being really rude or really structured with you also. And people don't like that. They want to, and especially in Spain, it's, we are not like that. So they, want, they need a little bit more fun and engagement. Yeah. We put in the colors and, and and all the symbols, which which makes it not fun and more dynamic. Yeah. Exactly. So are you are you aiming for more large clients now that you've done that project, or are you just happy mixing it up? We like to mix up. It's good to have big clients because it's always we wanted to do just because there is this whole idea that some companies said you can. Do, cannot do great work with big companies, which I don't think, with, I don't agree. You can do great work with big companies. Obviously, it's more difficult because it's a bigger company. There's more resistance to do something different. But you can do it. And I'm, we want to prove also that you can do it. And we like always, or especially I like to work with bigger, large companies and change their mindset and do something different. No? I enjoy it. Also, I enjoy small clients and medium clients. So I think it's good to have a mixture. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because yeah. you see, uh, I've, yeah. worked in, I've worked in some companies and you can see that they're sort of they're held up by one client and then they've got a few yeah. smaller projects. But if they lost that one client, the company would, would die. You know? yeah. Whereas, whereas yeah. you guys work off a lot of different, different um, smaller projects and then you get a big project here and there. But it's... Um, you know, I guess the work that you do, it's not, not really ongoing work, is it? Like you do, yeah. the, like even with the Mavista, you you did all the work, but now it's like it's up to another agency to 
update it every day and exactly. put all the different yeah, yeah. things in. We had this just now. We had Catalana Occidente for three and a half years, and now we have done already everything that we had to do. And now we said to them, okay, now we don't want to do it anymore no? because we have already set up everything we can. It's not Now it's more a service. It's not about creativity. Yeah. So we said, okay, we don't, and they didn't understand it because we are paying you money. Why don't you want to do it? It's, yeah. Um, we are not, don't only work for money. We only also it has to be creative, and it's not longer creative. So yeah. I'm sorry, but we are leaving, and she gets really angry. I said, "Wow, you cannot leave us." <laughs> I said, "No problem. We said everything that now every all the rules are set, and if you have any doubt, you can call." You know? yeah. but it's like it's like crazy. They think only money is worth for them, no? or for the people. And it's not like that. Yeah, um, it's it's always the same. It's you have to be aware that you are a specialist. If you don't be a specialist anymore and are a provider, then you're doing bad. Yeah. You have to be always a specialist. If you're going into the rule of, of a provider, then, then you're not doing your what you are really good at. So you have to be honest also in that part and let the client know. Yeah, definitely, because you end up just being a Mac monkey, you know? Like exactly, just, exactly. You, yeah, you have a Macintosh, but... Uh, it's just a or a Mac, but it's just a uh, yes, yes, placing images or or whatever. Like exactly. I, 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 like I had a job. The last job I did, the last design job I ever had, which was the end of last year, I went in my yeah. first day, and I sat down, and the guy said, "Oh, hi, welcome to the team." Showed me the computer. He goes, "Now, have you used a Mac before?" <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah. Do you know who you are hiring? Or? No, it's just like, oh, this is, they are, you know, they hired a senior level designer, you know. It's like when you want to know if yeah, I've yeah. used a Mac before. And it was really basic work. It was just doing web banners and stuff. But, um, yeah, that was like at the end of that, I was just like, oh, that's it. Last job. That's I'm, not, I'm not going back. <laughs> Unless it's, you know, I'll come back and work with you anytime. But, uh, yeah. you know, working, working jobs like that. It paid really well. And it was, and he offered yeah. me, he offered me a job there as well, and I said, no, no, thank you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of, best, that. one of the best paying jobs I've ever had, and I could have done it, you know, with my eyes closed. <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't be happy, you know. No, no day. way, no way. It was soul destroying. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But um, but do you do you have a uh, a favorite project that you've worked on in the past? Like I know you said you were going through all the old the archive. Is there anything that jumped out to you and said, you know, that that was a, a really good project? Yeah, I think I love a lot of camera. Um, that was a really because there I learned something new. I like the person where I learned something new, and I learned something new on that that you don't have to always look to try to do something new. You have to sometimes you have to look back and search in the back, just like hundred years ago and find there something to make you. I think this is much more interesting sometimes uh, because everybody's trying to look in the future and see what you can do there. But sometimes it's also really interesting to look back and find something interesting there. So sometimes I think I like it when I discover something new. And the projects that I really like is when I see personal growth or something I discovered new, looking, to, looking at the back, you know, looking in the past. So, on the other side, I like to think that the project I like most is the the one, the one who I'm working at at the moment because this is the one who drives me now, no? and gets me really 
going. No? So it's always the last one. No? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and um, and if you think back to you know you, you, when you were first started doing graphic design, do you have like um, any advice that you would have given yourself back then? Um, yeah, I think it's really important to begin to work in a place where you can learn, because then you value that. If you don't from the beginning, and I saw that in other people. If you're beginning a work where you learn that learning is important, that's the fun thing about our work is that you constantly are learning something new about the companies you're working with, about discovering new things. This is a value you have to learn because at school I didn't have the, because you're learning, but it's another way of learning, I think. It's, it's not a real and learning because it has to do with a real what i said before that at the end you have the object in your hand no? and i think it's really important for everybody who begins to work that he learns something and gets a good good graphic design i think this is the only advice but i had that in, since the beginning so I, there's nothing to but that i would have changed so i'm happy yeah, no, I agree. I've um, I've had jobs where you know you, you learn the job inside out, and like every yeah. day you go in and it's like I know what I'm doing, and so it's really easy to get comfortable in that. And yeah, you think, yeah. oh, maybe should I look for another job? And it's like, oh, but then you know it's, you get scared that you're not going to know how to do a job in a different place. And but yeah. I think it's the best best way to grow, you know, because exactly. before I went overseas, I was working for the same design company for six years. And a lot, mm -hmm. you know, you end up just fall, defaulting back to your same tricks, and you know, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, you know, I, do, I didn't feel like I was learning anything, and then, you know, I went went travelling, and before I knew it, I was in London, trying to work with big agencies over there, and I was really scared. And I felt like I felt nervous, but gee, I learned a lot. You know, like yeah. every you know working on so many different projects in so many different environments, and just had to had to learn. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. It was so stimulating. It was, um, and it, it was the smartest thing I could have done for my design career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you stop learning, you have to quit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or find something else to learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or something else, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so where's the, uh, the best place for people to see Mucho's work online? Um, to see the work, sorry, um, I didn't get so the where, where can people see Mucho's work online? Online? Yeah. The website. Yeah, wearemucho.com. <laughs> uh, yeah, wearemucho.com and also on the Instagram. We're trying now, we'll try next month to put also more effort in the, in the Instagram and in the Facebook page and show different kinds of work also that or more the process. So. Yeah. Let's see if we can do that. <laughs> okay. Well, um, thanks for taking the time to sit down. It's uh, oh, thank you, Tom. No noisy there in the studio. I'll, uh, you know, it's nearly lunchtime for you, so I'll let you uh, get yeah. out. Get your menu, <laughs> menu del dia. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Tom. Nice okay. to see you. Yeah, again. you too. Let's stay in touch. Yeah, we'll do. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. To find out more about today's guest, go to benchtalkpodcast.com. There you'll find all previous episodes and images of the guest's artwork. Also follow us on Instagram, bench underscore talk. There you can keep up to date with all things that are happening with the podcast. 
Bench Talk's also streaming on SoundCloud and Facebook. Just simply search for Bench Talk Podcast. Or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to rate and review. It helps get the word out. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to tell a friend. Thanks again for tuning in and stay tuned for next week's episode. Bye.